Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Um, today is Disability Awareness Sunday, but we're going to be looking today about how we as a whole church body can be together to be aware of all of our differences and our, celebrate our joys and our, um, all the different things God has made us to be. And it's wonderful. What God made is really, really good. And we're going to do a special game. So if Rich and Mike can sit for a second, we're going to look at this screen because we're going to introduce today's big Bible versy versy spinny wheelie thing. Okay? <laughs> so you're going to be part of a little game. We're going to spin a wheel in just a second. And we're going to look at some verses from the Bible about what does God say about us being together, about us being one, about how we are welcome with him. So Nathaniel, could we roll the first spin of the wheel? I think we need a drum roll from the front. So could we spin the wheel, please, Nathaniel? Here we go. Let's spin the wheel. Where's it going to go? Okay, Genesis 1.27. Let's see what Genesis 1.27 says. If you're sitting at the front here, you can read it yourselves out loud. Let's read it together. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, isn't that wonderful? God made us. He created us. And I'm going to invite my friend Fran up the front again, because we're going to learn some signs that we can all together talk to one another with our Makaton and learn how Jesus has made us all special. So let's have a look at those key words in there. So one of the special words there was God made, God created. We were all made by God. So can we all sign God made or created? Made. So you made. flick your top hand and you do it twice. Made. Made. So God made all of us. So you can look at somebody as you're doing these signs and say, God made you, because he did. He was delighted that he made you. He made you male and female. He made you boys and girls. So can we do male and female? We'll try that one. Because he made us boys and girls, male and female. Male, which obviously, beard. And female is a line down, and that's like having a bonnet in previous so days. Girls, put your bonnets on. <laughs> Girls, put your bonnets on yeah. and get your beards growing and then you'll be girls, fine. Girls are smaller. Oh, yeah. And boys, no beard. No beard. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us who are older may feel we qualify as boys. <laughs> but God was really pleased with what he had made. He said it was good and we've got a good sign for good, haven't we? It's our thumbs up. God was good. really pleased he made you. So could you look at someone and say, God was pleased he made you. You are good. It was good that God made you. Let's, let's spin the wheel again with our drum roll. I need some oohs when we get to the point, please. Because we're going to spin the wheel again. Drum roll again, please. Nathaniel, roll the spinner. Here it goes. Here it goes. Okay. This is a favourite verse of some people in this room. Should we read it together? It's quite a long one, so I'll read it. You can listen if you like. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And that's Psalm 139, verses 13 to 15. I love that passage. That speaks to me so much of the heart of God that before we were even known to anybody else, God knew you. He had a secret plan and purpose for you that he, only he knew. 
I love it when I'm preparing a surprise for my children and you kind of go, oh, I can't wait to show other people what I've been up to. And I believe God's like that. I think he, before he made each of you, he was going, oh, can't wait for the world to see what you're like. Can't wait for them to know who you are and what gifts and talents you've got, what you're going to bring to this world. And I think he got really excited. And it was a secret place because Jesus... God made us to have a relationship with him. Whoever we are, God made us to know him really well. So we're going to sign some words here. And the ones I've chosen in this bit, because I think they're the most powerful, are that you are wonderfully made. Whoever you are, you are wonderfully made. Sometimes we think, oh, this bit's not right about me, this bit's not right. God made you and he was pleased. You are wonderfully made. So should we sign wonderfully made, please? Wonderfully made. So look at someone. And sign them, you are wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. I'm, I'm doing it with one hand. <laughs> it's not going so well. It's wonderful. <laughs> you just add the E on the end. Wonderful. Wonderfully. Okay, let's spin the wheel again and see what else God says to us about how we are made. Off you go, Nathaniel. Let's spin the wheel. Drum roll, please, everybody. Ooh. Oh, Romans 12, verse 5. What does that say? Are you ready to read it, guys? So, it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. And I love this one, because we all belong together. That feel-good song was telling us that, wasn't it? It was telling us how we belong to one another. We are, as a church, are one body, and everybody has a part to play. Even if sometimes you feel like you're the little toe, you have a really, really important job. If you're the earlobe, you've got an important job. But... All of us have an important part to play. Whether you're little, whether you're under five, and you think, oh, people can manage without me. Or if you think, oh, I might not come today, they won't notice. We notice because you're important and we need you here. So we are better together. So let's have a look at what we can sign on that one. So we can sign, we can, a one body. Let's do one body together. It's one body. One body. We all matter. We all belong. Can we do all belong? Sorry? Can we do belong? Mm. So everyone or all belongs. We all come to him. We join up. So praise God that he has a part for all of us to play. And one of the things I love in Hot Rock is when a child prays for an adult and when an adult can be praying for a child. And I think some of you um, may feel, oh, you know, I'm just going to sit here and I don't matter. But When you spend time with people, that matters. When a child, a baby smiles, they can minister to other people. No matter how old we are, what our abilities are, we all have something to bring. And I love it when Josh Franson, who would be here (laughs) and may appear shortly, I love it when he ministers. There are times when you'll see Josh walk around the room. I would like to encourage you to be open to the Holy Spirit when he moves because he has done powerful things in Friends of Mine. When he comes near you, He brings the presence of God and he will just, by laying his hand on or smiling at you or communicating what is on his heart, he brings a ministry that none of us can bring. I love that God's given him a special role and when he comes to you, be ready because he's got a ministry that will change your world and bring breakthrough in your life. And I think all of us have a part to play in doing the same. So let's all be open to the spirit and ask him what he wants us to do. Okay, we're going to spin the wheel again. We've got a few spins to go, so let's get the drum roll going, please. There we go. What will it be? We've had Romans. Oh, it's Romans again. 
There's a lot in Romans. I encourage you to read that book of the Bible. There's clearly loads in there for us to pull out. So in Romans 15, verse 7, let's read this one. It says, Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. This verse is amazing. I had to read this for today, and I was like, do you know what? I've not read it this way before. But when we welcome one another, it glorifies God. It's actually an act of worship to him when we glorify him, when we welcome others. So when we welcome people we don't know, when we welcome our friends, we are glorifying God. And we welcome one another as Christ has welcomed us. So we need to welcome with open arms, with love, with kindness, fully welcome and fully loving. So let's welcome one another. Can we sign welcome, please? Welcome. Welcome. And one another. So it's basically men, (laughs) ladies and children. I love that. So everyone is, all ages are welcome here. Isn't that wonderful? So we are better together. Right, we've got a, one more spin of the wheel, I believe. Are you ready? This, is the, this has got to be the big drum roll. So are we ready? Drum roll for the last one. Ooh. Gonna run out of balls. Here we go. Right, so this time we're in James. This is another long one, so I'll read it. Are you ready? Anna, you can help me with this one. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. That's quite a harsh verse, but it's really important because Jesus welcomes everyone. Jesus has a place for us all. So we must not show favoritism to others. We must not prefer certain people, prefer those who are rich over those who are poor. We must not prefer those who we get to know normally and not open our hearts to others. We need to be open hearts and open hands to many people around us. Let's show no favoritism. It's actually saying there that it's a sin to do so. So let's be those who can't be accused of sinning in that way. Let's be open to all. So let's sign love and we're going to assign our guest our neighbor because we can our neighbor and our it's not necessarily someone we know we know that from our bible stories it's someone we get to meet who we live nearby who we come across in our work days and our play days at school so let's sign love and our neighbor love love (laughs) and we're doing the same our neighbor so it's ladies men and children isn't that wonderful? Thank you, Fran, for your help with all of that. That's great. So, because... <laughs> thank you, Fran. So we're now going to watch a video, guys. We've got a story read by our very favourite person here, Russ Hawkins. It's going to appear on the screen before you. And uh, Russ has read a story for us called The Big Wide Welcome. And we're going to listen to that story now about what Jesus says about how we're all welcome in his body. So if you could play that video, please, Nathaniel. Hi there, my name's Russ, and today I'm going to read you a story called The Big Wide Welcome. It's written by Trillia Newbell and illustrated by Catalina Echeverri. It's a true story about Jesus, James, and a church that learned to love all sorts of people. Shall we get stuck in? Let's play favorites. Do you have a favorite food? Is it chocolate? Is it fruit? Is it something else? Yum. Do you have a favorite toy? 
a favourite superhero, a favourite teddy. Yippee! We all have favourite things. The things that are worth more to us and we treat them better because they are our favourites. It's fine to play favourites like this, unless we play favourites with people. What happens if we play favourites with some people and treat others not so well? It makes those not well-treated people feel sad and lonely and like they are worth less than others. It's a big problem. This isn't a new problem, it's a very old problem. And it's such a big problem that a long time ago in the Bible, when a church leader called James wrote to some Christians, he wanted them to think hard about it. So he told them a story. Imagine, wrote James, that it's a Sunday and you're all in church. And then just before the service starts, in walks a really rich man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing because that's what rich people wore in James's time. Here's what they did. They got him a seat at the front. They cleaned the chair as well and put him in a place right at the front of the church. Then imagine, wrote James, that a poor man walks in wearing shabby clothes because that's what people had very little money wore in James's time. Here's what they did. They sent him to the back of the church and I don't think they were really happy that he was there. This church was playing favorites based on how much money people had. They gave a big welcome to people who had lots, but they had no welcome for people who had little. But, wrote James, rich people weren't better than poorer people. Some of those rich people weren't being, were being mean to Christians. Some of them did not love Jesus. And although poor people did not have much money, many of them did love Jesus. They had treasures upon treasures and a big wide welcome waiting for them in heaven. So, James wrote, don't play favorites. Instead, choose to love. Like those churches, we might treat people better because they have more money or nicer clothes. And we can play favorites with people in other ways too. We can play favorites because of the color of someone's skin or because of someone's physical abilities or because how someone talks or because our friends show favorites. We can play favorites for all sorts of reasons, but in the Bible, James said, don't play favorites, choose to love. And he had one more big reason why churches cannot play favorites and should give a big wide welcome to everyone. See, James' brother was Jesus. James had grown up seeing Jesus every day. He knew that Jesus was perfect in every way. Jesus did everything right. When Jesus, the Son of God, walked on the earth as a man, he talked to all sorts of people. Jesus talked to people who had fancy clothes. Jesus talked to people who had shabby clothes. Jesus talked to people who had darker skin. Jesus talked to people who had lighter skin. Jesus talked to very sick people. 
Jesus talked to people who everyone else chose not to talk to. Why? Because Jesus loves all people. He didn't only want to be friends with rich people or clever people or famous people. Jesus knew that everyone was in trouble because they had decided not to live with God as their savior and friend. Jesus knew that everyone needed him to rescue them. Jesus didn't play favorites. Jesus chose to love. In fact, Jesus loves people so much that he chose to die on the cross so that all people could be friends with him. Jesus welcomes as his friend anyone who has to be his friend. Rich people can be friends with Jesus. Poor people can be friends with Jesus. People whose bodies work different or look different can be friends with Jesus. People who speak French or Korean or Spanish or Swahili or English can be friends with Jesus. All welcome. And that means you can be friends with Jesus too. Not because you are good at sports, not because you look great or wear cool stuff, not because you behave well, not because you are smart, but because Jesus chooses to love you. Wow. James says, if you're friends with Jesus, be like Jesus. Jesus doesn't want you to play favorites with people. He wants you to love people like he loves people. And when you find that hard, you can always talk to him and ask him to help you, and he will. Our churches should be big, wide, welcome places. Places where there are no favorites and everyone is loved. You can be like Jesus wherever you are, at school, playing sports, at home, in the park. You can decide, I won't play favorites, I will choose to love. And most of all, you can remember that Jesus doesn't play favorites. And that means that wherever you are and whoever you are, Jesus loves you. God has made us all, and we're all wonderfully made. God loves us, and Jesus loves us, and they love us the same. They love us the same. God's love never goes away. Jesus loves us the same. We're different, but we're one body. I just forgot body there. Body. <laughs> and everyone belongs. Brilliant. Do you know what? One of the signs that I love is excited, which is excited. You bring it, and I just think, this is so exciting. Our God loves us all the same. Wow, that's amazing. Let's sing another praise song to God. I'm going to invite some people up in a moment to just share how we can glorify Jesus in our different areas of the body together. Um, but I've got 
I know some of you children and maybe some of you adults like to wiggle a little bit. <laughs> and sometimes this morning you've been sat in your chairs and you're thinking, I'm ready for a little fidget. So I'm going to give you a bit of an exercise. Um, could my helpful volunteers who've got piles of pieces of paper just give them a wave so we know where you are, please? I've got Faith here. I've got Christine over there. If you could all stand up for me. I've got Judith and Luke at the back and Louise here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to see if you can make your way over to one of these people if you need to move, whether you're a child or an adult, whoever you are. And I'd like you to go and get any colour piece of paper from them and come and sit back where you are sitting as fast as you can, but without crashing into anybody. Thank you. <laughs> Off you go. Let's see how quick we can grab that. Come and sit back down. Well done, Mike. I see you. <laughs> Grab a piece of paper, sit down. You've got different colours. Doesn't matter what colour you get, just bring it to your seat. Brilliant. Oh, some of you have got snaps. Great. If you haven't got one and you can't get to somebody, if you give a wave, they'll bring one to you. That would be great. Can somebody get one to Josh? Anna, could you grab one for Josh, please? Oh, Louise has got one. There we go, Josh has got two. Amazing. When you've got your piece of paper, could you wave it so I know everybody who needs one has got one? Brilliant. And hold it in your lap for me because you're going to need to do some good listening for just a second. Okay, Tabitha, bring it to the front, brilliant. Okay, just keep it in your lap for a second because we're gonna introduce you to some amazing people who are part of this church. I'm gonna ask to come up to the front, uh, Suzanne. Round of applause for Suzanne, please, because she does an amazing ministry with Mumstop. Where has she gone? Is she here? There she is, here she comes. We've got Suzanne, we've got Abby. If you could come up now as well, that'd be great. Cheer for Abby. We love Abby. Um, We've got Fran, who has been amazing this morning, hasn't she, with her Mackerton? Thank you, Fran. Fran's going to stay there with Josh. She'll come up in a minute. And Debbie, if you could come forward as well, that would be great. Wonderful, Debbie. I'm really excited today because it's not just about a few of us talking to you about what... Um, about the glory of God and how we can all be together but there's a whole body here who all have different parts to play and this is just a representation of some of the people who do things in this church there are lots of you doing things that we recognize but today we're going to particularly see what these wonderful people get up to to help other people who particularly have additional needs and how they can we as a body can minister to that age group or that group of people so we've asked each of these wonderful people to think about um, what area they're involved in and how we as a church are growing in that ministry and how we can be growing further in it. So I'm going to ask Suzanne to start us off. Um, if you could just tell us, Suzanne, a little bit about what you're involved with, um, with supporting additional needs and how you're growing in that and how we can all get involved ourselves. Hi, so yes, I'm Suzanne and I oversee um, all the Mumstop groups, but um, the one obviously we're talking about today is Special Mumstop. Um, so we meet on a Wednesday morning from 10 until 11.30 and I have a great team of people helping me, some of them are here today. Um, so that group is um, for under fives, um, children with um, additional needs. So some of them may have a diagnosed condition, some of them may be going through a diagnosis, pro the diagnosis process, and um, other children um, may have been fostered or adopted and are not quite meeting their milestones. Um, so basically, it's no questions asked. Um, if people feel they want to come, um, then that, that's what they do. So that's, that's the starting point. Um, so, I mean, I think really, um, I think the heart of the whole team is just that when any family comes, um, that they'll just feel peace and love um, 
in the in the building and I think actually some of the children that come um you know their lives are quite families lives are quite chaotic and the children find it difficult to go out and people have commented that they come here and actually despite the fact that we've got potentially 15 20 children some weeks with additional needs um that it's actually you know quite calm really <laughs> um, and I mean I the initial contact that the families have is often with myself um, and because we want everybody's needs are quite individual um, so we just want everybody to come for the first time and have a really great and positive experience so um, within the last year we had to introduce the train track because that was a child was interested in trains and obviously that makes it easier um, for them to settle it's we have an ever-growing buffet refreshments table um, because every child has a different snack that they like and we want to be able to offer that for them so the mums get lovely homemade cake the ladies here bake lovely homemade sausage rolls which go down very well and then we have a full biscuit selection because somebody might like you know chocolate fingers and somebody else might like a custard cream um, because for us you know we want every child to be able to access that and we want them to come and think oh actually I'm really special somebody has made the effort to put on all of this food for me um, and I just think that um, as well that the take that as a team um, that the the families must come and I know that they will get a friendly welcome. You know, even in my absence, that they will turn up and that if any parent comes with any need on that day, that the team will do whatever they can to meet that need if it's appropriate. So it's just really about love. <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne. Can we just give a round of applause to Suzanne? And if you're a volunteer, we're honouring you today because there's a lot of you who serve on that team. So thank you. Um, children, you've got colour pieces of paper. I wonder if anyone is holding a yellow piece of paper. If you've got a yellow piece of paper, brilliant. Could you give that a wave? Because what's it say on there? Can anyone read the front side? One side, not the, that one. <laughs> that one. Jesus loves. Who does Jesus love? Can you all shout it out? Preschoolers, because a lot of Suzanne's children are inevitably at preschool first and come in the daytime. So Jesus loves preschoolers. So wave your yellow ones and shout Jesus loves preschoolers because he does. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. That's great. I'm going to ask Abby to share with us now a little bit more about Super Saturday and our ministry to the families there. Hi. So I am in a lovely position where I actually get to attend the group as a mum of a child with additional needs and also to kind of facilitate some of the running of the group. So I get to experience it from both sides. We did go to special mum stop when Oriana was very little. Um, and as Oriana became school-aged or was in full-time preschool, we weren't able to go to that group anymore with it being a daytime one. And having attended that group, there's something so important about being part of a community, I think, where you're able to have conversation with people who understand your background. They understand that your week's probably peppered with appointments. They understand that you're working quite hard in the background to just meet some very basic milestones sometimes, that feeding can be really stressful and emotional, that nights can be full of broken sleep. And just being able to go to a community where you're able to speak to the parents who say, oh, but have you tried this? This really worked for us. And how are you getting on with that EHCP process? This is where we are with the tribunal. And what about your disability living allowance? Have you got stuck on the paperwork yet? 
because this is how we got around that and this is a really useful resource. So there's some really niche conversations that it's so helpful to be able to get information from other parents from um, and people that are maybe just like those few weeks ahead of you or have been in your situation and there's some amazing advice that you get from within this community. And so by providing a place where people were able to come to after special mum stop had finished and people I think Susanna will agree within this group they make some really good friendships don't they and it's a great um, place to be able to come for people that can otherwise maybe feel a bit isolated or like people don't understand their journey um, in the more mainstream society that they've got somewhere they can come where them, themselves and their children their siblings as well are completely accepted so what um, the Super Saturdays are, they allow for a slightly older child to come, so maybe school-aged, and not just that, but they can come with their siblings, because sometimes if they've got typically developing siblings, you're sometimes splitting your family in two. Your typically developing siblings cope great in soft play, where it's loud and overstimulating, and you may be having to do something quite different with your um, other child. So being able to provide a place where dads can come, mums can come, with siblings as well, and everyone's able to just have some of those conversations, continue that support and some of those relationships that people that may have already developed from special mum stop um, just giving a space for that I think has been really successful and is really encouraging for families it helps them feel accepted it helps them feel seen and understood and the volunteers that come um, although they may not have any personal involvement with children with additional needs it's very clear that they just want to be there to get alongside with people and ask how's your week been what's been going on and over time hopefully they build up an understanding of some of these children know the kind of weeks that that parent may have faced and how to support them um, if it's a child who's got you know very lo loves to get stimulated by everything and anything and the mum's a bit frazzled sometimes the workers are a bit I'll watch them do this while you get a cup of tea so I would say it's um, been an amazing group to, to have access to an amazing group to be a part of it's great to see other families feel that this is although they may not normally go to church there's a somewhere that they can come within a church where they still feel safe and loved and supported and um, I think really my hope is while Whilst that's a specific community it's a community within our community and although they may not be coming on a Sunday they're able to kind of feel something of what happens here on a Sunday and in our life groups and throughout the week that is when they enter these doors something that they're able to just feel resting on them as they come into these groups isn't this exciting I'm living hearing all this and I think it's just lovely to hear how different things are happening that you might not be aware of that quietly behind the scenes there's a lot of teams serving and ministering to these families which is wonderful if you've got a red piece of paper could you give us a wave and could you read the bit that says Jesus loves and shout out who Jesus loves this time Jesus loves families he really does and this is a very much a family church for everybody and uh, Jesus really does love our families whoever you are whatever your challenges and needs wonderful. Um, I'm not going to interview myself, but I'm just going to carry on because <laughs> I want to share a little bit about um, Hot Rock. So obviously Susanna shared and Abby has shared about how we're reaching the families within the week. But I want to also encourage you about what we're doing to support additional needs families on a Sunday when they come here on a particularly on a Sunday morning. So we have um, four age groups here in Central on a Sunday. We've got Hot Rock 1 and 2, which is led by the wonderful Louise over here. Give her a wave. She's uh, got a creative heart for sensory play. So when your children go into the Hot Rock 1 and 2 room, you'll find lots of rice often and pasta and colour things and squishy things and colourful things. We like lots of colour because all children love sensory play. 
but it's particularly helpful for children with additional needs to use their senses in lots of different ways. The, the toys are safe for them to play with, and our team are really brilliant at sharing the stories and the truth of God's word through sensory play. So we're looking into ways we can develop that in, in that younger group and how to play with stories so every child can access it, whatever their need. Um, in Hot Rock 3, I don't know if Tess is here today... Yes, she is. Give her away. Tess is also um, with Faith as well and Louise. We're looking again at developing more sensory play in our older group up there. So they're the three to five-year-olds. And in that group, we have the same story every week because we find repetition really helps children learn. And for some children, it takes a bit more time to understand things. So it gives them a longer time to process the story. We play with it. We've got more rice upstairs, (laughs) more pasta upstairs, more things to hold. We've We do worship with a big stretchy blanket and pom-poms that fly because children love to meet with God in different ways. And sometimes as adults, we can be quite single-minded in how we do things. But with children, they're brilliant at being free. So all children can access um, our stories that way. We also have these wonderful things called fidget toys. I'm going to show you some of my fidget toys today. Um, Because some children um, in Hot Rock 3, 4 and 5 at the moment and increasingly find sitting still difficult, so they might need to wiggle a bit. And sometimes while we're talking, some of you might be the same. And uh, you might like to hold a fidgety thing in your hand because you can listen better while you're doing something else. So holding something sensory really helps. If you're somebody like that, I recommend getting some fidget toys or some Play-Doh. Some children like lights and colour, so we have lots of sensory toys. We like. To, do you like that, Josh? <laughs> Josh likes those. Um, And sometimes children just need a quiet space. So in the Hot Rock 3 room, we've got a tent where children can just go away for a while, have a moment to just be by themselves, and then come out when they're ready. Because some children just find being in a room really stimulating, and it's just too much, and need to have some time to just be quiet, and then come back. But they're still listening, they're still processing, just in a different way, in a different space. So we're trying to involve lots of different activities. We do moving about games, we do sitting down time, we do videos, because lots of children like that. Um, but we also are starting to use visual timetables where we sort of say, this is what we're doing, this is the order we're doing it. So children who need to be prepared for what's coming can be thinking, oh, don't worry, I'll have my snack in a minute, or I'm going to be sitting for this moment, but I'm not going to be sitting for too long because I'm about to go and do a game. And it just helps them know what's happening now and what's coming next. And one other area we're developing is um, for those children who need particular support, we're looking to develop more like of a buddy system, a special friend who will come alongside those children one-on-one and just help them access the group at their level. So we're growing a team like that. We've just put a team in place for one family. So we're looking to develop that ministry where children need a, a little bit more, who need a little bit more coming alongside to keep them and everybody safe and having the best time. Um, I'm going to hand over to Fran, if that's okay for Fran. Um, And she's going to just... Oh, sorry, I didn't do my card. So if you've got a blue piece of paper, could you wave that one, please? And tell me what it says on yours. No, in your big voice. Jesus loves Children, I know that you are really loud. So for those people who are sensory, just sorry, bear with for a moment. But could you just, in your loud voice, tell us that Jesus loves you? Jesus loves children. Absolutely, he does. Now we're going to find out who else Jesus loves. Um, well, I've had a preschooler, and I've had a child in school, and a child in Hot Rock, but I now have a 26-year-old son called Joshua. <laughs> so my main role, I think, in, in church is to be his mum and to demonstrate to other people who maybe don't understand 
about disability and learning difficulties, what we need to do as extras, how he can understand what's going on and how we can communicate with him. Um, and my other role really is to be part of these services, just wanting to uh, get us to a place where we're known as a church where people with disabilities and learning difficulties can come to and feel welcome, massively welcomed. So what have I been doing to help us get to this point? One of the things I've done personally is I have, um, I've learned all the levels of Makaton. Uh, are people familiar with Makaton as a sign language? Yeah, it, it's a sign language that supports communication. So in Joshua's case, Joshua doesn't say words, though he does a good mama and a good dada, don't you? <laughs> and he uses signing and symbols to communicate what he wants. He also uses gestures and sounds, and, and Josh has a lot to say. I'm sure that many of you have heard him on Sundays having a lot to say, which is fantastic. There we go. Um, you know, he, he has loads to say. So as I've learned his language to a level that I'm now doing it more naturally and in all conversations with him, what I've realized is I've been missing him speaking to me. There have been signs that he has tried to do, and because he has uh, fine, limited fine motor skills, he, he doesn't sign as easily as I can. But there's been signs that he's been trying to do that I just haven't seen because I didn't know what the sign was. And that is um, slightly sad, <laughs> but we're doing a lot of catching up. And what it's made me realize is that I need to sign with him, we need to sign with him as much as we can and continue to learn, and then we've got so much that is coming back to us. So as a church, we do so many really good things for people with disabilities. We've got accessible parking, accessible access, accessible facilities. We have a lift. We do services like this. There are people who want to learn. We've got huge amounts of people who want to help. And we are learning and increasing our understanding of how to help and provide, show Jesus to people who have disabilities. But this just made me think, my own experience about missing what he was saying has made me think about how we as a body maybe can just not, no one needs to go to the level of learning Makaton that, that I've gone to, but asking people what signs they use, asking visitors, do they use signs, do they use symbols? We're, we're speaking their language, and that's really, really important. Another thing that... Um, happened to me recently, and it slightly happened this morning. I'm so used to having Joshua next to me. <laughs> it's, it's part of our Sunday morning. Josh is there, and we're either side of him, and he's talking, and he's signing, and all of that. And there was a Sunday uh, a little while ago where he couldn't come unexpectedly. And I sat there <laughs> feeling really strange. I really felt like a part of me was missing. And it made me think about the body and how it's so important that everyone is here. It's so important that we're together. It, no one should ever think that they don't belong here because they do. And everyone has a role to play. Everyone in this room, everyone who comes along has something to give. And my son has something to give. He has loads to give. Get to know him. 
He has so much that he wants to tell you, which is fantastic. Um, so I'm kind of learning that. I'm also learning to learn from Josh, and I think that's what I would say to the body, is that we can learn so much from people with disabilities or people with learning difficulties. He completely slows down my pace. He just takes me to a place where I have to go more slowly. He has, he has transformed my view of God and people with disabilities. Joshua is wonderfully made, wonderfully made. And they're all things that, as I've grown as an adult and as his mum, I've begun to understand and see and see the world from his perspective, see the world from God's perspective. And I would just encourage you to maybe take your thoughts along into those kind of places um, because his value is as, as essential as, as Richard's and Mike's in this place, and that's what I want everyone with learning difficulties and disabilities to know when they come along. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you. It's great to have Josh here. If you've got a green piece of paper, could you give us a wave of that, please, and tell us what it says on the back? Jesus loves adults. He loves adults. There's quite a lot of you in the room. He loves you too. All of you, every single one, you are wonderfully made. No matter how old you are, you are special to him. We have one more lady here, wonderfully waiting for us. So I'm going to hand over to Debbie how to tell us a bit more about her ministry. Right, hello everybody. Um, mine's slightly different to everybody else's, but still so valuable. Um, I volunteer for a charity called um, the Academy for Dementia Research and Education. And we are, we run in Lutterworth. We have a house which all our clients call our house. And we are looking after people with early onset dementia. They usually come after the first sort of memory test. And it's run by a professor uh, from Northampton. And we are giving a group of people that can have, they have brain gyms, we have exercise, we do gardening, we do sit down pilates, we do strictly sitting down, believe it or not. Um, we do so much singing. I never knew that I would know the Lambeth Walk so well <laughs> and all the actions. But just listening to all the lovely work that's being done here in our church, um, a lot of that applies to people who have dementia. They actually want to feel uh, respected and to be given dignity and to be loved, to share a laugh. They love laughing. Tell them a joke and they can tell you a joke. It's about really giving them dignity. And I am just so lucky to be part of that. I feel very blessed, and I know that the Lord's put me there. Now, we meet, my part of what we do is called Care and Share. So we look after much more the social side of things, and we look after the carers as well. But we do all that in the Methodist Church in Lutterworth. So people come into the Methodist Church who would never, ever come into the Methodist Church. They, one, I have one little lady every Wednesday when we, we meet up and she says to me, I was told I was coming to a church. I've never been in a church. Now she tells me that every Wednesday, bless her. But she comes into the church 
And there's something about a holy place, a place where there's been prayers and a place where the Lord is. And actually she goes home a much happier person, much more settled. And actually she's had a really good morning and she loves the light that comes through the cross in the window. And I think that everything we're talking about is making the Lord accessible to people to actually open our doors so wide that they can come in and they can be themselves. We don't judge them and we just love them to bits, absolutely love them. And I've grown to love all my uh, clients, I expect you would call them, so much. They all give me such delight and I agree with Fran. I mean, whatever, they have so much to give. Um, sometimes it might be just one story that they tell you, I don't know, 12 times that day, but they've suddenly remembered it and they tell it with such joy that they've remembered it. And so forward for our church, I just think we, we have to be really accessible to everybody. And actually we will get people in who have got dementia. But actually, they've got so much to give, and we just should open our arms and make it as easy as possible for them to be part of our church. Love that. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, guys. If you'd like to go and sit down. I just want to encourage you, because I know this is what I feel for me. I want to go and hang out with these people. Go and chat to them about more about what they do in their ministry, because there's something that maybe God's stirring in you and thinking... Do you know what? I was a bit interested about that. I'd like to find out more. So go and spend some time with those people who share today or find one of the elders who can point you in that direction. Um, the final person, the thing we've got is the orange one. If you've got your orange piece of paper, hold it up. And what does it say on there? Jesus loves the elderly. He loves all of us, no matter how old we are, young or old. And on the back, can we all just shout together? If you've got a piece of paper, it says one thing that's really important from today. It says... Everyone is welcome. We're all welcoming the kingdom of God. So I'm going to hand over uh, to Fran, I think. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.